Kate, Mary! You binge watch your average Netflix show and you just want to talk to someone about it. We need to talk to someone we about Louie. We need to Louis. talk to someone about Louie. <laughs> Today's episode of Got to Be Done is recorded on the lands of the Ghana people of the Adelaide Plains and the Wurundjeri lands of the Kulin Nation in Melbourne. We pay our respects to elders past and present and any First Nations people who are listening and loving Bluey. Kate, we're here. Megan. Ah, uh, I, I know you can't see through the recording, Mary, but there's a smile <laughs> on my face literally from one end to the other because we have an extremely special guest with us here on the podcast today, the beautiful music maestro, Jazz Darcy. Thanks for having me. Oh my gosh. I mean, like the music I always say is like probably my favorite character on Bluey, and it's so wonderful. Thank firstly, thank you for everything that you do because um, you know, recently I spoke to Mashable about this very thing that a lot of kids' shows, they have one little tiny theme that's a little motif and that's Mm. it for the whole show. And there is so much care and love that goes into every single episode of Bluey. I think one of the episodes I counted like eight separate little pieces of music (laughs) and I know how hard it is to come up with like the theme for each individual one. It's almost easier just to get one piece and then make it run for the whole episode than it is to come up with like a four-second new song. So. <laughs> totally. Like, but yeah. that's so nice that you notice. Um, it's what makes Bluey a joy to work on and also um, a stressful show to work on sometimes because <laughs> it really, yeah, like every new um, episode we start kind of from scratch and even though we kind of do draw maybe or throw back, it is like what genre do we want to do this or what inspirations or, or like it is very, very different. So, um, but yeah, like it's such a joy to be part of such a vibrant show where you do get to be, it doesn't get boring ever. Yes, I got it! Because it's Stump Fest and that's a stump. Got it! Stump Fest! Okay, let's start the number. Hooray! to the start, Jazz. Tell us um, your story and how you got into music in the first place. Ah, so so I started as a singer-songwriter. I was really lucky that when I was in primary school, I had really good teachers that kind of nurtured me as a singer, but but also they encouraged me to write songs and, and they were songwriters and performers themselves. So they kind of like, I was in uh, like you know very well looked after and and they kind of like got me up they had a gig I remember it like somewhere on the Gold Coast and they that was like my first performance because they're like (gasps) as a student they brought me up and and so um primary school yeah so I think I don't know when I I I think my first song well because I was talking to my dad about this the other day was 
called Save the Forest. And so that was environmentalist <laughs> 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 from the beginning. Um, uh, and uh, yeah, that was the gig. It was like World Environment Day or something on the Gold Coast. And Calypso would be so proud. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was a Steiner school. So um, there's definitely a lot of things in Bluey that I go, ah, oh, like I was, you know, relate to a lot because that's literally my childhood growing up Steiner school in Queensland. <laughs> so Sister Rain has left and Father Sun is home. Brother Wind comes blowing in to welcome home the gnome. And then kind of fell into uh, film music uh, partly by wanting to take a break from being in the spotlight and kind of you know, this kind of a different kind of energy you exhaust when you're logging around equipment and doing gigs and kind of trying to sell yourself. And I had just finished school and I really loved the puzzle of filmmaking. And so then I studied it at afters and and kind of, yeah, just did a million shorts and then, um, yeah, kind of ended up here, which is lovely. <laughs> ah, well, it sounds like it was very much meant to be for little uh, Steiner School jazz <laughs> to, that Bluey did find you, but you've been involved since the very beginning. So how did Bluey find you and, and what were your initial impressions, I guess? Yeah, so uh, I, when I was 15, I did a APRA course um, well, it was actually just a, a workshop with Lisa Gerard. So she sang in the um, Gladiator, you know, that really famous song, Now We Are Free, where it's like, no, nah, no, nah. like I won't, I won't yes. try. She's okay. like, she cannot be <laughs> copied. Feel free to try. Um, no, no. She's, um, but she, yeah, so she's this incredible composer, but also incredible singer. And so her, I think probably her biggest claim to fame was, I think, it, I don't know if it won an Oscar, I'm not sure, but she was like a, obviously a female female composer and APRA held a, um, which is like the kind of music performing rights association. Mm-hmm. Um, they held a workshop um, for composers, but I met um, someone there called Prue Montan and who was also a composer. And basically I think like cut to many years later, um, she was she remembered that um I lived in Brisbane or in Queensland and Joff was looking for a composer or someone to help him out because he had a billion projects on but it had to be Queensland based because we were working on the show The Family Law and I was living in Sydney at the time and I thought ah like I'm just gonna I'm gonna move back to to Brisbane like I just moved really to Sydney I've only been here for a couple of years like oh I was umming and ahhing but then um this little show on the side like Bluey was just starting and it was probably going to be a kid's show, like you said, with one theme that we'd just smash out and do on the side. And then it just became this monumental thing that um, has grown bigger than anyone could have yeah. ever imagined. Oh, wow. <laughs> Not just you and Joff anymore. There's, you know, oh, no. there's there's heaps of you that work on it now, you know. <laughs> yeah, from... and it was too from like even season one. There was just so much um, happening. And also, like you said before, like the – the genres are so different in each episode that it might be like, oh, that's someone's wheelhouse that let's get them on. They'll smash this or like, you know, so um, yeah, since, since season one, there's been a, a bluey team, which is really exciting. Daddy. Yeah. It was me. What? I was the statue. Whoa. 
What? <laughs> you know what? I did think you looked a little bit familiar. <laughs> no. Tell us about the first time you met Joff and, you know, what was your initial <laughs> impression and, and how did it develop from there? Um, uh, I, when was the first time I met him? I think, I think I first met him actually at the Screen Music Awards. We had spoken over the phone. Um, mm-hmm. and I think I, it was like, are you Joff? Are you Jazz? And that, <laughs> that was kind of like. Delightfully just, awkward. I love it. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. So there was a point where he was, I just said, hey, regardless or not whether I've got the job, I'm moving to Brisbane because we have to get the ball rolling. So I was grateful that, um, he signed me up. Otherwise, oh, I would have. That's a big risk. Wow. Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, it'll work out. We've just got to make a leap. Um, but yeah, oh, I feel like are. that's a good lesson in there. Just always back Brisbane. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> As a Gold Coaster, I I will say I was so wrong about Brisbane. Um, I really, I had my own, you know, you grow up on the Gold Coast and you go, if you want to be in music, you've got to go to Melbourne or Sydney, but Brisbane is taking off. I just love the energy that it's putting in and I loved that I was wrong. And, um, yeah, it feels like a little secret that it's like, you know, I'm sure that like South Australia now feels for you, Kate, like, Haha. yeah, I just get one wandering around going, What's the catch here? So, yeah, uh, well, Jazz, I do have some bad news about your little secret of Brisbane. And I know. This show called Bluey <laughs> is kind of blowing it up and now there's a bajillion people that know about Brisbane. But so take us back to the early days when you started with Bluey. Like I know, you know, you start to compose watching that animatics first is that right and yeah at what point did it kind of jump out at you that yeah this is something special literally from the very first viewing um I saw a black and white not all the frames were there um animatic of teasing okay and, and I like went very silent and very I felt very excited and overwhelmed because I felt like someone had like put a camera up on my childhood and then wrote a script on it and I I like called my family straight away and be like there's this there's this like show that I'm working on and like it's it's like exactly how we grew up and they kind of thought yeah 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 like oh that's nice (laughs) and then I remember when it finally came out I showed it to my brother and he had the same reaction he just sat there almost like horrified at how we're like, wow, we're really not unique. Like this is how Queensland yeah. kids. But it was also like so emotional because it was like that's how it feels and, and now it's like captured in this. Diplodocus? Uh-uh. <gasps> that's it. Hey, you can't get through here without <laughs> Intruder, intruder. Why? This isn't fair. And also, like controversially, I would say I'm not the biggest fan of cartoons or animation. Okay. And I, w- w- firstly, working with Ludo has changed me because I see it from a whole new light. But Bluey in particular, I forget that it's a cartoon. Mm. I forget. I just get so wrapped up in the story and the characters and everything that um, it just, I just was blown away and so oh. excited 
where the world agreed. You know? oh, <laughs> I was like, oh, you are talking to the right people here, Jack. <laughs> <laughs> Jazz, tell me, tell us about um, the the process when an episode, you know, is is brought to life. What's the first thing that happens? So usually, like five episodes are kind of in our sites at different stages, and that'll depend. Like that's how we'll work on them too. Usually by like a five week turnaround. So um, uh, the first thing we do is have a meeting with a spotting session, as I'm sure you've heard before, the term. <laughs> oh, man, we want to be in that room where it happens. Like the yeah. spotting session sounds amazing. <laughs> Honestly, it's like a highlight of the week. It's just like I think like you work really hard the whole week and then um, and, and I've been, I will say just before I go on that I've been in situations where you work really hard and then the spotting session's like you're really anxious and you're kind of like it's a, it's a meeting, right? This one was definitely that you work hard, but it definitely was like, hey, guys, like you feel really excited to see all the people from Ludo and like Aww. the team. So, so who's was, in the meeting? It's you yeah, and Josh? So, yes. And um, Charlie from Ludo, who's the executive producer, and Joe Brum, mm-hmm. the creator, and Rich, um, and he's he was the C- series director there. And then also I should say Winnie, Joff Stog is always there as well. Oh, <laughs> crucial. Every team needs a mascot. Yeah. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. She's definitely Oh my gosh. Is um is Winnie named like um did she inspire the name of Bluey's friend in Cafe? Um so there's actually another dog as well in the oh. Ludo team called Winnie. So when I asked Joe Brum about this, he said, oh, there was just too many Winnies that I had to make it. Okay, uh, it's so like, oh. like ticking off multiple. Yeah, so <laughs> multiple maybe that was a political dogs. answer. <laughs> like, Ooh, I'm not sure, okay, yeah. but I'm going to take it. <laughs> yeah. but, um, so good. Basically then we'll have like a spotting session where we find like – the black and white one that's not fully developed at the animation wise will watch it and we'll work out the spots the music needs to go. Green dog, come on. Bingo, music. Should we put mum in dance mode? Um, yes, okay. I'll do it. Dance mode. The trail kids, she's not with us. Hand it. And then we'll usually have like a whip one of this the or a demo first of all of the one the spotting session we did the week before, and then uh, whip one, whip two, maybe whip three if we're like at, like you know not behind, um, and then like a final um, uh, draft, final whip before it goes to Dan Brum who's for, does for sound. people not familiar with the whip, it's work in work progress. In progress. Yep. Yeah. So yeah. so if you're working wow. five weeks ahead. So you would say this is the one, the idea that we've got for this episode, but then go through the five weeks, is it, in the different stages where the music's at? Yeah. So then um, I'll just say quickly too, like it changed throughout each seasons, but season one we did have a lot of external composers. So that process then was a bit um, longer for me because then I would take the spot notes, write Mm -hmm. up a brief 
and then send that through to the composer. Even in season three, if there was an external composer, I'd take those notes and then um, write them up and make them sound, <laughs> make just make sense of them, <laughs> communicate them uh-huh. in musical yep. terms and, and send them to composers oh, and back man. and forth that way. So, so would you, you have like, oh, we need this to be a bit more, you know, just the yeah. thing and like... <laughs> I don't know, people sometimes don't use actual words and might say, Look, we need a bit more ba-ba-ba. So, yeah, <laughs> like a lot of sometimes Joe in particular was really good at, um, or actually they all were, but, um, you know, if something was like really funny for an adult, they, it might be like, oh, just the music's really dark here and that's going to scare the kids and that's probably a minor chord. So, you know, it's kind of like change that to a, a major chord uh, okay, something, yep. for an example. Maybe I can dream about being a fruit bat. Well, you could give it a go. Scaring the kids. That's, that's always <laughs> yeah. very crucial. This sounds like the longest meeting in the world. Like, are there muffins oh, in this meeting? What's getting you through? <laughs> that would have been a good idea. We do start with coffees um, okay. and teas. But, yes, by the end of – we start – on it's, on, it's usually on a Wednesday and, like, I'm knocked out for Thursday. <laughs> like, I don't oh recover until Friday. <laughs> Like I'd like to say that I go to bed on time for Tuesday, but usually I'm, you know, rushing a deadline and then getting up early for preparing a session. (sighs) So like I haven't slept very well on Tuesday, (laughs) Tuesday night for Wednesday. So yes, by the end of it, it's usually like maybe four hours or something Uh, and I'm zonked. Okay. Well, we appreciate every bit of sleep deprivation. I love it. I wouldn't change it. blows my mind to think you know like the versatility in the team as well you know you can go from something like I don't know I love cereal (laughs) to you know like a soaring score like you had for um the one that's coming to mind at the moment's magic you know with that beautiful Mm, instrumentation that Joe Twist has put together and yeah yeah and you're like is your role to help with the composing of them jazz or are you the one that's tying everyone together and bringing the team together? <laughs> um, so I have been lucky enough to compose for some episodes um, and, or I might have done some music editing on some episodes, but I also, if I'm not composing, I was helping tie it all together, which is a nice way to put it. I'd never kind of like, <laughs> like what do you do? I'm <laughs> <laughs> not composing. That's <laughs> all the credit. Yeah, and actually no, no, no. <laughs> Joff deserves all the credit. Like he, there's no one I know who works harder than Joff. Honestly, I look at him, go, "Are you okay?" <laughs> 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 I've been doing that for almost oh, five gosh. years, and he just well, is. Let's talk specific scores, Jazz, because, um, you know, you've had huge input on all of them. But what was the first that you kind of ran with musically and, and what was your input? So my first episode that I wrote music for was the episode Butterflies. Oh, um, wow. Little it was a little bug on the wall. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it was a co-write. So I would say, so it was like really collaborative um, but I'd say the one that I got to run with the most was Copycat. That was oh, the first okay. one. Um, I just kind of, 
um, was a bit more on my own. Bingo. Yeah? Can you pretend to be a budgie? Okay. Twit, twit. Oh, good day, little fella. You look hurt. We best get you some help. Bingo, you have to nick me. Okay. Ow, Bingo. That wasn't a nick. That was a chomp. Wonderful to work on and and demanding. Wonderful and demanding to work on. Oh, <laughs> yeah, well, because Copycat has a real mood shift as well. Like yeah. with, with the budgie, so you've got this fun theme at the start, and then I love the copying theme as well. That yeah. is so fun. And then <laughs> there's really such fun. a mood shift. Yeah. Um, so yeah, how was that sort of finding the light and then the dark and and making it sort of marry together? Yeah, it's um, and without making it too sad as well. I we made a joke like they're like, Jazz, you get the sad episodes because it was butterflies <laughs> and copycats. Oh, oh. <laughs> no, no, she's just enjoying um, her feelings. I just <laughs> typecast. Uh, I yeah, I think honestly, when you're watching the episode, it really just feels intuitive. So keeping um your parameters in mind of not making it too emotional, um, but also just following the action on screen. And I think, you know, the sad highlights the the fun as well. So kind of finding that middle part, um, that middle zone. But, yeah, I think just making it more sweet than, than sad, I think, is what we focused on. Good luck, little mate. be okay? I don't know. He looked pretty knocked around. I hope he is. But the, <laughs> the, the fun part was so much fun to to write. Like it's so chaotic. If people could see the the amount of layers of drums and um, like stomps <laughs> and I basically dragged all of the sample libraries I own into that track. You like Joff as well, getting yourself like doing crazy instrumentation and, you know, I think Joff was saying he can't play guitar but he plays guitar on Bluey like one <laughs> note at a time that's then edited together. Yeah, he does. I will say I, I think Joff um, uh, is very critical because I've seen um, – I often go, is that you playing? And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, that's quite good. Like I keep <laughs> – you can't get away with saying you're not a good player anymore. <laughs> like you actually, but yeah, I think I think working with Joff has been such a, an amazing experience too. Because, for, well, for many reasons, but he is so detail orientated and he works very much on the grid. So everything's tempo mapped, which means um, basically you have little bar lines in your session. We work in Logic. And everything is on the bar, so on that line. And so that makes it very easy when you're kind of editing or you can kind of cut and paste. But when, a you know, a track like Copycat, it's very like, bam, bam, you know, on that line. Mm -hmm. And if something wasn't 
in time, it becomes very messy very quickly. So I probably wouldn't have like realized the importance of it as much, which is a bit, I probably would have been a bit lazier. You know, if you're working on a drama, you can be mm. like, oh, it's emotive. But it's yeah, not yeah. on the grid. But that's not, I've so learned that being you can like be emotive live... and organized. <laughs> like, <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> rather than a live recording, it's like oh. edited in. So it's really on the beat and really keeping that pace going and clean. smoothly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it still could be live, but it's um, it's just quantized. So it just, and Bluey, it's so game-based that, it's in and out, you know, like it, that's what makes it tricky and what makes it so dynamic. But it is like, oh, there's a line here. We're going to stop, but we're going to keep a shaker in. So it's got to be tempo. And then, oh, we're getting a bit faster here. And so, oh, we're dropping it out, but it's going to come right on the beat. And that's because it's tempo mapped. Um, so there's not really room for any laziness. I wow. love that. It's you're describing something so technical, Jazz, but then <laughs> yeah, it's it so <laughs> emotional, the music. Like mm. it has such an emotional impact on all of us. So you said like, you know, the episodes you scored, you were the the overall has to be sweet. What do you tap into to kind of find that sweetness? Like are you going back to save the forests? Is there like <laughs> oh God, stuff I'm in your childhood that up? <laughs> <laughs> like what what sort um, of uh musical memories are you tapping into knowing that blue is like your own childhood ah uh, that's a really good question uh I guess it's just like it doesn't necessarily have to be related to childhood it's your own life experience or even a genre um but yes bluey does cross into more personal um like rain was mm. uh I was sitting at the piano and that rain was a bit different. We got the script, I think, and then a early animation uh, kind of like months in advance because we knew it was going to be a bit epic. And so wow. like we started writing on it um, or thinking about it at least in advance. And I remember just sitting uh, watching it and thinking like, oh, I remember being a kid in Queensland and how, um, you know, it gets – uh, it's so humid as it is right now, um, and then and then the rain comes, and it's just this like joy and release and like excitement, and you go play in the mud, and then just it's just like torrential, but it's tropical, so it's not like it's just pure joy. And what does that feel like? And that's kind of where the da 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 kind of came from. Born Yesterday is interesting too because um, I think that's very like I probably tapped into uh, like a you know it's very acoustic and mm-hmm. I I remembered when uh, it wasn't so much a school band at at Steiner but it was we'd have like orchestras and, and we'd have um, uh, djembe drums and everyone would just kind of like play this wonderful like children's orchestra and it would oh, kind of be fun. a bit unruly but it would just be like kind of pulling together and so that was kind of like the da 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 like that kind of very yeah. boisterous yep. and so that definitely I, that was that thought there name 
It doesn't matter. Just look. Because of the like the detail sort of oriented like going back to childhood with Born Yesterday or like because or like looked at Super Zoom on the leaf like what yeah was the, I, the... probably subconsciously I was like wow yeah what like let's let's throw it back like to, <laughs> <laughs> like, to child. Um, yeah I don't I don't know I think I just remember yeah that oh I was okay <laughs> don't know how we're, we're going to go down the rabbit hole but um do it, I do was, it. was listening to so. Um, I should probably now I've talked about them so many times. So it's Melanie and PJ Creamer were my first music teachers mm-hmm. and they had a home studio and I was, I think I was in grade three and they literally wrote songs with every class and wow. then recorded them at their studio. And I remember yeah. there'd be like rules for ch- for us as kids. Like if you're singing, we have to stay silent for five seconds afterwards. So they were able to edit and everything. And I was, it came up on my shuffle. And so I was thinking, wow, it's so, it's like unruly, but like what an amazing thing to capture just that kind of like chaotic child energy that they literally made into songs like Hats Off to those legends. Um, So I think that's where like uh, Born Yesterday was more, more of the um, like, yeah, just have, imagine children. 20 children singing over each other for the song. <laughs> like it's going to have that kind of bam. Uh, <laughs> imagine. have that, those kind of vocals, just guitar, but and mandolin. Has your dad stopped playing Born Yesterday? Yeah. Okay. Just checking. Jazz, tell us about the highlights away from the episodes. What are your favourite moments for real life doing Bluey? I would say two things come to mind. One is um, the friendships I've made through Ludo. I've made heaps of, well, and and the composers, but on the animator side, um, I was always invited to the Ludo parties and I've I've made like some of my closest friends from that that group of people um, who live all over the world too. So that's special that will continue on. And I know that they, that was a conscious effort on their side to kind of um, nurture those friendships and make it a good environment to work in. And I think they really succeeded. Um, And then the highlight away from the episodes would probably be uh, seeing the premiere of the play uh, at in at Sydney Opera House, and oh. there was a little like luncheon before, and uh, Charlie who uh, introduced me to Christian Bale, aka what? Batman, and um, and I was like, Christian oh, Bale just happens to be at the <laughs> wow, right? and I didn't really realize until we we're sitting in the theater that I'm uh, copycat is in the play there's a section with copycat and I was like Christian Bale has heard my music <laughs> he doesn't know it but that is the coolest thing ever oh, Batman has heard my music 
<laughs> he hasn't just heard it. He's a fan. Like he's yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's amazing. <laughs> I was like, so yeah, good. that's going on the CV. Um, <laughs> Christian Bale has heard my music. <laughs> yeah, well, like Ryan Gosling, uh, Eva Mendes, they're all saying what big fans they are. Natalie Portman. Um, I know. And obviously they've done voices. So yeah, they've all heard your music too. Like I know. Composer to the stars, jazz. <laughs> <laughs> become uh, yeah every um week there'd be especially season three there'd be a new um guest kind of i'll be like what that's crazy like, like pitching <laughs> the for girls from the podcast was what? it born yesterday i think it was eva yes think, yeah yeah so you're right yeah there you go <laughs> she's probably has heard that track yeah <laughs> she's done a few interviews where she's been like we've got Bluey on in our house all the time. So, yes. Oh, my goodness. I didn't yeah. know. I did see that Billy Joel was like his – someone had around a him. Yeah. Bluey-themed birthday party for the two-year-old, I think. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. My, one of my favourite songs is Vienna. And so I was just – yeah, that was definitely a highlight as well. Um, but, yeah, definitely. But, you know, besides from the, the stars – yeah, we've 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 built friendships that will last for a really long time, and and I think Ludo's really nurtured that friendship as well. Um, so, yeah, I think that's that's um, yeah, I think that's one that is like more personal too, and and from that has been a lot of adventures that we've gone on, and and friends Ooh. of friends of friends, and so yeah, it's been I, I, that's of course been such a big highlight. So you were like going for a coffee stage of friendship or do you go away on the weekend stage of friendship? Like where are you? So um, there's a few adventurers in the animators, um, but one in particular, Alice Holmes, she does design and also layout. And um, we have this group called like it's we've basically called it the iceberg group because the concept is um, you meet one person, but an ice like it's like an iceberg of uh people behind them or like underneath you can only see the surface ah, and, okay and so our friendship group just keeps like going <laughs> so now we're just that. almost like a school trip when we're like getting ready to go somewhere it's like a checklist uh-huh. but we've gone we've done the overland um in Tasmania together oh wow climbed every mountain pretty much in um Queensland at this point <laughs> uh, yeah like snorkeling surf trips like just uh, basically I think you know we work really hard hard in the week that we kind of need the fresh air to kind of to make sure that we can go back into the office or the studios oh, the creek is beautiful I love yeah. it <laughs> yeah exactly right we've definitely thrown that out a few times uh, <laughs> I, I, as all all the dozens of you pile onto this bus like how does it play that you know uh, who picks the music and and is it kind of a race for the first person to suggest the Bluey soundtrack or is that? <laughs> um, I guess depending how hard the work week was. Oh, yeah, <laughs> true. Okay. <laughs> no, um, it was really good though because um, when the album was close to being uh, like that, we, we kind of, you know, there was maybe going to be a chance that we were going to be nominated for an ARIA. And it was to do with like kind of where that was going to sit or like I think it was actually not the nomination but like maybe like uh, I think it topped the charts at one point and it was yeah, like it yeah, was maybe one. there was like yeah so like it was like this kind of like oh you know like 
see how much you can like play the songs and like kind of get that hype <laughs> and like the iceberg came in handy I had like you know 27 year old 30 year olds like who aren't connected through like Bluey they're just through us <laughs> like going uh, to town so I love yeah. that well we were playing it on repeat I think Josh Joff sorry put something on <laughs> socials saying can everyone please listen yeah. to the album and we were like we were already oh, there it's we ahead there. of you Joff yeah yeah and but it's it's so lovely too because they like the iceberg concept you know they have nieces or you know like um you know it kind of all goes on and and I love getting updates especially with the creek song and I know a place and they're like this is like my my nephew's like um song to, uh, that he goes to sleep to or like you know so it's just like this little community from another community that just yeah just friendship that kind of um snowballs right can, can you talk to us about I know a place it was actually Mary's husband's ringtone for <gasps> is it still his ringtone it's like alarm clock in the morning like the least yeah. you know the thing that could the only thing that could make you want to wake up kind of I was gonna say like do you still like the song I feel like I, I do, would yeah, I still wow love it. that says something because I feel like I'd have now have a trauma response if that was my <laughs> alarm clock no <laughs> I, I think I'm more of a morning person now you changed my life so thanks uh, <laughs> But yeah, what was your role in that? Um, so really small, actually. I just did the vocals on that track. Um, just. just. Uh, <laughs> vocals are pretty good on that track, Jazz. Thank you. <laughs> no, I, um, yeah, like, uh, yeah, I'm usually obviously behind the scenes, but I kind of put my hand up and said, I really want to sing on this. I think Joff offered it and then it was very busy and then, um, he was like, I don't like we've, you know, can go to someone else. It's okay. And I was like, no, I like warmed up and like went in that studio like fighting for it. So um, I'm glad it's been received so well. Oh, that's amazing. It has, it has, and I'm not exaggerating, I think, been such a gift to parents. I, I've, um, I've shared this on the podcast before that um, we had um, – uh, the death of a, a young boy in like um, the community of disability children that we know mm. and they played that song at his funeral and there wasn't a dry eye in the house you know and so it's a very special song that taps into something really deep did you work on the lyrics as well jazz no that was all Helena Chaika so she did the um the song and also um co-composed on the episode the creek so um but yeah just and so like there's something about the lyrics too that is so um like it's you just feel like you're in the space and and she did a really remarkable job there um yeah very honored to sing on her track there's a new Bluey album coming. We've heard whispers. Uh, talk to us about um, the process for putting that together and and maybe you could give us some hints about uh, vocals on that album as well. Um, I'm just realising how much am I actually allowed to say? <laughs> I think I think Joth okay. has said that there will be another album but he oh, hasn't good. really gone into 
details about oh, whether it'll well, be season two, season yeah, three. Look, you know, the close <laughs> social media watchers amongst us are uh, have seen, like, I think there's been videos in the recording studio for the new album. Does that sound mm, like it might have happened? probably sounds like it leaked from me. Um. <laughs> no, it's definitely Josh. The right yeah. person. This is great. Um, yeah, so, well, actually that is true. That is on social media. So I guess I can say that. Um, yeah, so Rain will be on it and <gasps> we're going to do an instrumental, uh, well, it's it's – um, yeah, there'll be an instrumental version like in the episode, but also the song version that it originally was pitched um, from. So, And then that is the song I, I wrote that and um, and we'll sing on it too. So I'll be a bit more involved in that oh, one. Yeah, what a really special excited. moment. Yeah, it's very exciting and, and um, um, like really cautious of like not – to overstep because I don't know how much this has been announced but um, I'll just say that the album is sounding fabulous and everyone should be very excited and that everyone involved has slaved away on it and put a lot of love and yeah cannot wait until it yeah until people can hear it Um, And Rain, you know, I think is such a special episode. So, Mm. um, yeah, was it sad for you when they decided to go with the instrumental version rather than the sung version in the show or were you sort of? No, not so much. It was more just because it didn't have any dialogue, that episode, you know, it was a discussion of do we go that way, you know, kind of. The song came from it, but uh, definitely not sad at all. It was more like, uh, like, like I, the song is there; it will always be there, and the melody could stand on its own. And just, it was more though, like in the episode, um, it it repeats quite a bit that melody line. And so, how do we? It, it, obviously, if it's a song, you have different lyrics, and that will kind of keep you entertained. But then, how do we make that melody line not re- too repetitive? And and that was through, um, yeah, having different lead instruments like mandolin and some violin. Um, I think, yeah, and then just kind of some harmonica. Like we kind of just weaved in and out, and it was so full. 
I like that. Oh, yeah, have, totally. It's, it's an all live instruments, basically. So it was just this chaotic, like, all right, get everyone in that we know who can play live into the studio. And, oh, um, wow. and, um, and then we just mixed it. And it was really lovely to like a collaborative process to sit with Joff and, you know, we'd like talk about it and Marley would be there like kind of being like, okay, I've like put this down and and I'd be like, oh, I think we should boost it. And then Joff would be like, mm, and then we'd kind of go back and forth and then it was this beautiful collaborative process. In oh, the end. Joff um, moving each individual note into <laughs> line. Like. We're both like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Poor Marley. Uh, oh, no. <laughs> um, that sounds that, amazing. What a, yeah, what but to the point it was so full that for the song we thought we would, oh, we thought we'd just reuse so much of what's already there, but it became a process of um, taking so much more than we thought out of it to, like, leave room for the vocals. But it's really nice, I will say, that we did that because – you can listen to the instrumental and the song and not feel like you've just repeated the song. Probably similar to The Creek. Um, there's a difference enough. Um, oh, we, can't when we interviewed Joe Brum, he was explaining how he had played instruments on a few songs on the album. Um, yeah. Does he play on this album as well? He oh, – I <laughs> so, so I can – so one of my tracks, Copycat, I think I'm, I'm just leaking everything at this point. No, I'm going to get no. in trouble. Your secrets but, are safe. Your <laughs> secrets safe on this podcast. <laughs> um, how many fans do you listen to the show? We've got um, like a million downloads. It's fine. <laughs> I can't wait. Um, uh, uh, so, well, I know that Joe played drums on Copycat because we recorded it for the Bluey play. We put – and oh, so – yeah. As I, I think I mentioned earlier in the podcast, that that has like a thousand stems in it, and I think I did see Joe Brum drums still in there last time I was there. So potentially, yes. Um, oh, okay. I have to. Uh, I don't know. I have to confirm with like the final mix because yeah, I, we definitely had to clean it up a bit because it was <laughs> chaos. <laughs> But not because Joe's can't not... play, but because there's already a thousand drum loops like sitting oh, there. Right. Yeah, that, yeah, there was a yeah, lot going on there. He was great. Joe, <laughs> Joe actually can play though. He'd come in and like just noodle on the guitar and and just I'm like that's very good playing. Like so, yeah. He's I don't know how humble he was when he was on the podcast, but yeah, he shouldn't be humble. He's good. Ah, I love that part of your role is just telling everyone they're good at things. Oh, yeah. uh, <laughs> you're just, yeah, ultimate thing? wing woman. <laughs> when else have I done that? Oh, my God, I've shot too many oh, I think you, you said you told Joff that, yeah, that he's oh, actually right. quite good on guitar as well. <laughs> and maybe I'm just surrounded by creatives who, you know, have their just own critic. <laughs> it's, it's a nice position to be in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> at least they are good. <laughs> I'm feel, honest. Feel. So, Jazz, let's step away from Bluey because you're not just Jazz Darcy, Bluey musical genius. Uh, You're also (laughs) a singer-songwriter in your own right and leaning more uh, back into that life um, at the moment as well. So what's 
yeah, tell us about your personal music and maybe if Bluey might be creeping into it as well. (laughs) Well, so about five years ago, I think people would describe me as a singer-songwriter. And since Bluey, um, it's I've, I've, you know, I haven't really done it for five years because I've just had to still been writing, but not, well, I haven't really made time, I think. Like I've just kind of thrown myself into Bluey and I realized that five years went by and I thought, (laughs) oh my gosh, I better put some more of my own music out. Um, Especially when uh, people go, what do you do? And it's like, I do write songs and sing. I I just, they're in a box um, at the moment, (laughs) like in the vault. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, I'm hoping to um, dedicate more time to it. Not hoping, I will dedicate more time to it and uh, release an EP soon. So <gasps> that will have, um, yeah, some of my original songs and, um, yeah, the bluey creeping into it. I suppose, like, production-wise, I've, um, as a music producer, I've probably gotten better through just, you know, being in the line of fire just trying to get it done <laughs> like, you know trying to get um, like a crazy amount of music done every week yep that'd yeah, do it yeah yeah um so that will probably def- well it would definitely creep in um those skills um but i'm just yeah really excited to um share i i guess like when you write songs um for yourself it really is just for you and no one can and um when you're writing for film what i love about it is that it is a puzzle and it's someone else's vision and it's like, okay, these are my parameters, like how do I, um, I think I mentioned this earlier in the podcast, <laughs> mm-hmm. but um, but then it is kind of like, you know, it's for a job and so to write for myself or like even just to share that those songs is, is going to be a lot. I'm sorry, I've just got a dog who's whining. Give me two oh, seconds. Oh, okay. Hello, puppy. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to talk about how much I love my, like to share my music and then the dog's like, let me Oh no, dogs are still just taking over your <laughs> creative output. I know, I, that's so true. <laughs> what, we've heard about Winnie a lot. Her, what's your dog's mm. name? My dog's name is Padme um, oh, yep. from like Star, Wars. Star Wars. Yeah, yeah. so that was definitely a big um moment because Natalie Portman oh. <laughs> and I was like oh my god it's like you know, it's that like um what's the third degree of separation <laughs> so yeah, I was like, yeah yeah oh you are You're close like yeah. bacon right now like yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so I just call her Patty though for short yeah oh. <laughs> did you have to Love like it. did you get to see Natalie Portman like did was no. there a no damn no, I know I know she probably but- listens to the podcast <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Natalie. <laughs> Hi. Whales travel extremely long distances into warm waters to have their babies. Oh, so cute. They stay with them all the way back to the colder waters. Gee, those whales sure are good mums. You can't help but admire that motherly bond. Dad, we can't hear the TV. Well, it sounds like such exciting things ahead, Jazz, but if, if uh, sort of Bluey fans wanted to also embrace the Jazz Darcy career where like is there a song in your back catalogue maybe that Bluey fans should start with or? Yeah so um, at the moment I've really only got one track on Spotify um, called This Little Love of Mine from a feature film I did in 2021. 
there'll be more uploading soon that but definitely if you're on like apple music or spotify or those ones there is that one track at the moment that makes it very easy downloading it stats yeah won't be Um, a lot of content to get through well jess we'd love to ask you our rapid fire questions like i'm so excited everyone so jess tell us who is your favorite bluey character i think rusty um whenever rusty's on screen i just get a grin but i do have to say that i of course love bluey so it's rusty and bluey yeah dream team love it exactly Uh, favorite episode then is it a rusty episode I was also thinking not Dream Team because I'm pretty sure it was um, one of the episodes that they just like fight. Oh. There's one where like I think Indy, I think it is Mums and Dads maybe because yeah, Indy and Rusty right. were pairing up and then yeah. Bluey takes over. Yeah, <laughs> no, very good point. Fair. I like their strong personalities. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, favourite episode? Um, okay, so Pool because oh. I just, it's so special in my like – yeah, just as a Queenslander, just I love it. Um, but also trampoline because oh. I think that was one of my favourite things to do as a kid and it just leaves me with a big grin, them jumping and, um, you know, kind of all the games, the egg games. And and then, I'm sorry, I've got a list. And then oh, I love this. <laughs> Rapid fire list. We're yeah. <laughs> and then uh, I can't not, like it's, yeah, sleepy time obviously. And recently I watched um, Housework and just couldn't stop laughing. It's just so funny. So Uh, that one as well. So, yeah, there's a few. (laughs) Good list. Great list. Yeah. And then I'm going to finish off with teasing because that was like the first one I saw and it's just so wholesome. So there you go. My five favourite episodes. (laughs) I love that. Do you have a favourite quote from the show that, um, has worked its way into your lexicon pot- potentially? Uh, so probably from one of the episodes I worked on in the house, we say it's out of our hands and that's from Copycat. Yes. And that was, I think it's just because um, I worked on that little section so many times that the whole house <laughs> is like drilled into the head. And similarly, uh, he's only got little legs from butterflies. That was the same uh, kind of thing. Yeah. Kind of <laughs> I could see how both of those would be very useful for real Absolutely. life. Absolutely. <laughs> um, you said earlier that you weren't big on cartoons before Bluey, but did you have a favourite kids show as a kid? Um. When I was really young, I loved play school. Mm-hmm. Um, that was my jam. And then I was a very big fan of the Wiggles. I think mm-hmm. they were my first concert. Um, and wow. I recently saw them again as a, an adult and it was still very, very good. Oh, OG Wiggles? <laughs> or... OG Wiggles. Oh, I, I wow. Could not, I couldn't believe, um, I think I might have mentioned this to you, but I couldn't believe how much that was like muscle memory they'd just come up with a song that I didn't even remember that I knew and I'd be like this is how you do the dance like it's ingrained in me. so those uh, two. Oh, that's amazing I love <laughs> so it so good um favorite for real life bluey moment in your life oh yes what so does t- that mean <laughs> well that's a good question um has like 
has anything ever happened oh, from, in your life yeah. that is just like, wow, that's like straight out of Bluey? Or, oh, my God, or, what hasn't? Yeah. I think that's an easier, like every episode I'm just like, I swear Joe has spied on my family. Like, <laughs> but like, and then I just, I'm so not original, I guess. Like we just all grew up the same. Like, yeah, I feel <laughs> like everything is so relatable. Um, I can't even think of one in particular that's more than the other like I'm just like <laughs> just like yeah being there like yeah it's but so as funny. the kid so probably later it'll be as the parent so look forward to that <laughs> totally so Jazz what do you want to see in the next season of Bluey and I say this with everything, <laughs> everything crossed, crossed praying that ABC get their act together and <laughs> Give us more bluey. I I think that's such a good question, and <laughs> I feel a bit useless because, like, season one. After season one, I remember thinking, "Oh, that would be a cool idea," or like, "I hope hope Joe writes a, writes a script about this," or "That would be funny," or "I remember doing this," and and uh, like all those ideas got finished without me even mentioning them. So uh, <laughs> I think I'll leave that with Joe. But whatever he does, I it'll be relatable, <laughs> obviously. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, finally, one thing you've got a bit more control over. Is there still a bit of music that either you've written or one of the classical pieces that works so well, like that you want to sneak into an episode and haven't had a chance yet? Oh, that is a really, really good question. I'm just also thinking about licensing and how. It's such an easy question to answer if you don't actually have to deal with the logistics. You're right. Yeah. There's like no parameters. Um, I love, there's one of my favorite films growing up was The Secret Garden. And I would oh, love yeah. to go in like, but I feel like it's not fu- like playful enough. So that's yeah, out. That is, she was like the original movie, Hermione, <laughs> like, you know, like same sort of red hair attitude. Yeah. Love that. Just Who? Mary. Oh, Mary. That's yeah. right. Mm. Yeah. She was the original Hermione in my mind. Yes, that's so true. Yes, that's mm. so true. But I will, I, I will say there was an episode where we had some ACDC temp that obviously oh, could wow. not stay and we <laughs> could have to make it a children's show again. But it made as an adult, it made me laugh. So maybe I would go back in time and sneak it in. But it yeah. would like logistically never fly. But to write the ACDC hits and then you'd own them and then come yeah. back. And yeah, it's all sorted. Take care of it. Oh, <laughs> I want to know what it was. Was that Stump Fest? Like, yeah. <laughs> I shouldn't say. Oh. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. Hold you guys know you're bluey. Wink, wink. Yes. <laughs> it was hilarious. Oh, you've almost got it. You've almost got it. Look, it wasn't that rapid fire jazz, but we got there and uh, those are all amazing answers. Um, it's been so much fun having you in the wagon. Thank you. Thank you Honestly, jazz. thank you guys. I've had such a fun time. Hopefully I still have a career um, after this, after <laughs> leaking so much. 
<laughs> no, but thank you for having me on. And I'm such a big fan of what you guys do. So, um, yeah, it's not, I don't like, yeah, I listen to your podcast regularly. So, um, when I'm driving to the Gold Coast, but I'll, I'll like, I'll have to skip this one because it would be too much. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, thank you enough and if people want a bit more jazz Darcy in their lives how can they find you jazz um probably like any socials you know um instagram facebook your handle is oh just jazz Darcy yeah yeah Yeah. um without the apostrophe so just d-a-r-c-y awesome (laughs) we are following uh very closely as you've realized in this interview uh Um, can't wait to catch up once the album is out sometime next year which we can't say when uh Mm. and and you can talk more about it as well We'll, I'm sure we'll have a million more questions then oh I can't wait um in the meantime you should uh let us know all the questions that you want us to ask Jazz. then we're on socials at uh bluey pod on facebook and instagram at bluey podcast on twitter and uh, you can email us bluey pod at gmail.com yeah and We'll be back next year, Kate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're going out on a high. Thank you, Jazz. <laughs> it's, been a, it's been a big 12 months personally and professionally, I think. So, um, yeah, really looking forward to being back in February. And um, we hope that you, uh, if you're in Australia, you enjoy a wonderful summer. Um, and if you are in <laughs> that other thing everywhere, else. <laughs> we hope that, you know, it's not too dark and bleak post-Christmas and we will see you on the other side. So. Yes. It's uh, got to be done. Got to be done. <laughs> Bye. Well, all right. This one's going out to Ringo's sister, Louie. Louie. Oh, look out. Yeah, that did it. Oh, yeah.